I don't even know how to open this episode up. I don't have any steel puns, and that's how we're opening this. We episode. don't have any. We don't have any steel puns. I, I don't, I'm tired. I've had a long few weeks. Give me a break. Um, you know what? It's it's because we're missing Don. Don is our pun master. I'm usually good at puns. I just I don't know. Um, God, I I can't think of any steel puns. I really can't. All I all I can think of is the Shaquille O'Neal movie. What Shaq movie? Steel. I don't think I know that movie. <gasps> okay, so in the 90s when you were little, 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 and I was only slightly little, <laughs> there was a, a very famous comic called The Death of Superman. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everyone has it because they all thought it was going to be worth something and it's worth nothing. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so after the death of Superman, we see the reign of, or death of Superman, we see the reign of Superman, right? We see all these supermen showing up, Superboy, um, Cyborg Superman. Steel is one of them. It's one of the Superman characters, but it's like, it's kind of like a, essentially it's a DC Iron Man, but like he has super strength and carries a hammer. Interesting. And it's played by Shaq. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the prime of Shaq's acting career. <laughs> Wait, Shaq had an acting career besides three movies? I mean, that's more oh than God. me. Wait, when you type Shaq into Google, the first thing that comes up is Shaq Steel. Well, there's also the uh, the whole bit where people think that there's a movie called Sh- uh, Shazam with, um, oh my God, what's that comedian? Sinbad. No, I don't think there's a movie called Shazam with Sinbad. There's a no, movie no, with I, I'm telling Kazam. you there- with there, Shaquille O'Neal. I know that I know Kazam. Trust me, I also know First Kid with Sinbad. But there's a there's this like there's a legit section of people that believe there's a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad oh, no, from yeah, their I childhood. Do. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Okay. It's, it's well it's a, it's the Mandela effect. Uh it's like um what are those oversized checks? Um do you remember that the uh, the giveaways on TV? They have those yeah, like oh, like like house uh, whatever. Is it McMahon? House. Who is that? That's a. Uh... But everyone thinks it's that old dude, and it's not. Yeah, he had nothing to do with it. It's because it's the way memories fuse. It's a it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's memory's so cool to me. But yes, uh, Shaq has a movie as uh, John Henry Irons is the character's name. Ah, uh, uh, the the great naming of comics. Come on, Shaq. You also were in Good Burger. This is the best you can do. You know, Kevin likes like uh, campy Halloween movies. Uh, there's a movie uh, with Adam Sandler, Hubie Halloween. Oh, yeah, we watched that. Yeah, and Shaquille O'Neal's in that. He's, he's actually funny in that. <laughs> okay, okay. We have, we have now, devolved into... Now, we have de- no, no, this is how we open the episode. And if you change it, I'm going to be heartbroken. I won't. So, with that, I had to steal the show. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, yes, uh, this is not a Shaquille O'Neal 90s <laughs> film podcast. It could be. It could be. We've already talked for like five minutes about it. I, I keep asking Lucas that for one year on April Fool's that we just release an episode that has nothing to do with our show. Like I've asked him every year. <laughs> this year we'll do a rain of fire episode on april fools uh <laughs> um yes christian bale best part christian bale and matthew mcconaughey they're all good all right all right all right 
Cue the music. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pokey Science. Uh, we have Madison and Chris here uh, tonight. It's just the two of us running. Everyone else was too good for us. What's the what's the like running solo? But two is it running duo? Is that a thing? Wait, when I think of running duo, all I can imagine is Gundam Wing Yowie. Okay, we'll say we'll go with that. Yeah, it's the two of us, and we're here to bring you an episode about. Or I guess we're, we haven't really done many typing episodes, but hopefully one of we we did a bunch of typing episodes early in the show. Um, back when we were like, how do we do this show? Yeah, uh, it was cooler because I mean, then we started doing like interviews and stuff. Uh, but like, it's also hard because like the typings aren't necessarily coherent. It'd be hard. To, it's hard to talk about like grass tapes. <laughs> this one is pretty locked in because we're talking about <laughs> steel. Here's a grass brachiosaurus with bananas on its chin, and here's a rafflesia. <laughs> I mean, we have some weird ones in the steel category, but by and large, you know, we they're very like mechanically driven. Yokai. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's always going to be some of that, uh, and we've got some mythology that we'll touch on too. So it's going to be a a far spreading episode but honestly we're we have many steel types that we don't talk about here that maybe we'll come back to and and infuse with other bits so all right well on that madison i say we jump right into the news yeah we have lots of news don't we yes cue the music show news first of all i hope you all are listening to this episode on itunes because we had a minor flub last week (laughs) where we weren't getting updated to itunes and lucas spent many an hour on the phone with them and we think it's been solved it might not be and this episode which is supposed to come out friday uh september 16th uh might come out you all might see it on itunes two weeks later i'm not quite sure how it's gonna work but if if and when you are listening to it welcome Welcome back after whatever absence iTunes has put put forth on us. You can personally send your complaint to Apple. <laughs> yes. So the uh, we we do have our birthday episode coming up, and we <gasps> might push it back one episode cycle just because to make sure we get enough uh, time for people to submit. But that being said. We have submissions, and Lucas talked about it in the episode that Apple decided to, uh, to to not quite upload when we wanted it to. But uh, we last year we did submissions where we said send us the Pokemon you want us to talk about. We'll do rapid fire. We're doing things a little bit differently this year, same sort of format, but instead we want you to send us things from the real world, animals, creatures, lore, cultural ba- uh, things based in culture. Things that you think would make cool Pokemon and why, and we will talk about them. So uh, Lucas did put forth some rules for this, which which uh, I think we'll we'll plug real quick. Keep it respectful and for a PG audience. One response only. Um, please, we want to make sure that everyone gets you know a fair shot at being seen and read. So one response, and then keep what you say brief, so that we can get to as many people as we can. Can you? me a huge favor though like look up some like spanish or uh latina or latino latinx folklore some like iberian peninsula based things well not just that like also countries spain conquered like like you know give me give me some cool stuff i want to know about this obscure 
monster that's like a mix between a man, dingo, backward horse with teeth on its eyes. Like, we're all Sprigato in this house. It's a Sprigato house. Wait, no. Was it that? No. Quaxley was the one that sold out. The, the no, slowest. no, no. It was Sprigato. Oh, yeah. Quaxley was the slowest because Sprigato was... Sprigato was the fastest selling, uh, I think it was like the fastest selling plush on Pokemon Center. Yeah, and Keychain. Both of those were gone, and then Foycoco, and then several, and then like a week later, Quaxley. So the the community has yeah. spoken. Well, and we're keeping an eye out for uh, for the cat, because all, all of us here at the house want the cat. <laughs> but, so, spe- we while we may not know what those three evolve into... We do know some other stuff. Yes, we do have, uh, so we had some Pokemon news drop. <laughs> we have giant crab now. Yes, we have. Don is very happy to have another giant crab. Cloth. Cloth. The names so far have been awesome. Also, I don't like that Serebii thinks the car is a Pokemon. I In one of the photos, well, we'll get to that, we'll get to that first. But first, Cloth. What do you think of Cloth? Um, It looks terrifying giant murder crab that also like like its ability scares me angry shell yeah or anger shell yeah anger it's it's after it gets the half health it like gets like if it has decent if it has decent stats like it 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 might be super terrifying it's basically shell smash yes um just triggered by half health it's like torrent shell smash (laughs) yeah exactly it's gonna I hope I hope that this crab becomes a terror. <laughs> Honestly, he also, um, if you look at his eyes too, or its eyes, it just has very much like ah uh, energy, like so it does not think, know where it is. I think Don said he 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 said something about what kind of crab it was. Oh, I can't remember. We'll have to ping him. Get him next yeah. time. I think it was. I think he said stone crab. I think that's it. There and was then, stone crab, and then maybe one other one. So, but it's not a. Do you know what it is? Though it's not a stone crab. It's a rock crab. Lo- it's a rock lobster. <laughs> rock lobster. Well, it's an, not that's a lobster. Ha- that's Haley's Haley's favorite song is rock lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good one to to latch onto, especially when you're singing it nonstop over. Um, and over. Can we just say though, uh, <clears throat> Grafii? I'm super excited for. Yeah, Grafii, solid, solid. Uh, we get an I-I th- Pokemon that's pretty cool, and it does graffiti. That's kind of cool. I think I, I forget where I saw, but someone said after everyone complained so much about how the trees were animated in the last Pokemon game, Pokemon has created a po- uh, game Freak created a Pokemon that graffitis over the trees and has an elongated middle finger. Graffiti is pretty cool. But like, I like that the forest uh, that they were showing graffiti is a real location in the world. And then we have we have the two Mega Armor Man people. Armor Rogue, Armor Rouge, Armor Rouge and Sarah Ledge. Oh, that's rouge. That's not rogue. That's okay. <laughs> I'm so bad at words. Because <laughs> it's rouge because of the color. That big, yeah. Serilege and Armor Rouge are version exclusives. Uh, Serilege obviously in violet. Armor Rouge in scarlet. Uh, and they what very much like Mega Man vibes for sure. Especially Armor Rouge with like its little. I mean, I don't blaster. know. I don't know if it's so much at Mega Man. Because, like, Bisharp exists, too. You know? Oh, no, I'm not saying it's based on Mega Man. I'm just saying when I no, see but, like, it, I'm, I'm like... Saying, like I, I know people are saying that, but, like, Bisharp, Bisharp, when it was revealed, I remember having that same vibe. But I love Bisharp, and these things look adorable. I kind of want to cuddle them. Well, you don't want to cuddle Sarah Ledge because it will cut you. 
Uh, but the it, it gets a bitter blade where it like harnesses the energy of the dead spirits it's claimed to then steal your life force. Yeah. It's not that great of a life. I'm just joking. It's great. I'm joking. <clears throat> uh, so wait, can we talk though about the last apparent Pokemon, but I don't think it's Pokemon. What? Oh, the car. I don't think the car is a Pokemon. I think I don't, part well, of the, that. It's not the car. It's the motor that people are latched yeah. onto. I don't, I don't even know if it's the full motor. I'm wondering if it's going to be something weird like Rotom where it takes over machines. That could be possible. So yes, we know we also have the 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 bad team. The was it stars? Yeah. Um, we yeah. have a little like gang of what seem to be like unruly children who race cars. Yeah, but you know they're not going to actually be the bad guys. Oh yeah, T- yeah, Team Star. That's the team, uh, and the leader Mila. Mila. I don't. We have. Having also, seen we're a... getting like auto battle too, right? Yes. So your Pokemon can kill shinies that you never get a chance to catch. Uh, <laughs> but yes, they... Uh, team, we're trying to be like Xenoblades over here. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, turn off your partner's fight and, and don't don't worry about the game. We got... But th- that was... Uh, I think those were all the big things that came out. And yeah, so Team Star has the, the giant car that Torkoal has now been confirmed for the game. So Don is very, very pleased. <laughs> I mean, we got to see our very moody grass gym leader. Yes, Brassius. And and he is no longer allowed to name Pokemon after what he did to Pseudo Wudo. Wait, what? Didn't he call? He's like he called it like Trudo Wudo or something after oh, he yeah, t- that's right. terror, yeah. terror typed into a grass type. So we got the yes, very moody grass gym leader that all of us will stomp. I'm like I'm not gonna lie. Some of the things that are confirmed to come back, like I mean, it's great, but like I don't know. Like I feel like every time I've played a game. I've been able to have my EVs. I've been able to have my Gengar. You know, I've been able to have my Gyarados and my Arcanine, like, you know, my babies. But, like, I don't know. Like, once in a while, it'd be cool to not have my, my you know, besties. So We could just not use them. <laughs> I, I'm not that good. I'm going to see my baby and be like, this is my baby. If you, tu- if you touch this fish, I will kill you. Um, well, speaking of Eevee... There's that one character, Penny, who has the Eevee backpack. And there's a yeah. part of me that's hoping that that means we're getting an Eeveelution. But we're I am not, not getting optimistic. an Eeveelution. Cut it out. One day, I will. I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to get one again. But, like, yeah, like, Lucario's back. Like, I don't know. Like, if it was me, I would have taken all the things that were left off of Sword and Shield and been like, these are our top priority. Because we want to sell more merchandise. I mean, where's Furfru? I'd like to be able to use the GTS again. Where's Fru Fru? It's like it, it is it is currently the most in demand item on the GTS. Everybody loves Fur Fru. No, it's because it's so hard to get. But like, yeah, like I had Lilligant last time. You know, like I don't know. I'm excited to have Deerling though again. I do love me Deerling. So I think those were the uh, all. Those the, are the bigger. Those are the big the bigger ones, yeah. ones that came out of that that trailer that was surprisingly dropped on us. And then I guess you want. Do you want to do the Pokemon Go news this time? Uh, it's a steel event starting today, <laughs> if it's airing on Friday, uh, because like Kevin and I have been actually playing because it's been a great excuse for us to go walk. Yeah, we did. I invited you all to remote raids all day Sunday. No one would join us. I don't pay for remote raid passes. I I save up my coins. Otherwise, it would never end. Well, I save up my coins too, but I think that's what I'm going to start blowing them on. 
Yeah. Well, the so were you were you fighting a defense Deoxys? Uh, so we I got invited remotely to three additional raids, and I ended up getting multiple shiny defense Deoxys. Okay, I'm gonna. But to I feel so that. bad, poor Kevin. Um, we did one together, and we had some people randomly at the zoo join us, and then it booted him out as he was trying to catch it, and he didn't get to catch it. I saw quite a few people were getting booted from raids. Uh, and like he didn't. Something going and so, on. Well, and be, then we couldn't get anyone to join us again. So like, I, just, I don't know. I felt bad. But yeah, the steel event that's coming. So it's, we got obviously Celesteel and Cortana are here. Mega Agron is coming. And then Togedemaru is getting added to Pokemon Go, which should be actually pretty, uh, pretty fun to, to battle uh, battle with because like there's a little bit of a niche for that kind of electric typing. It's basically going to be the, a more health relevant uh, Magnezone uh, in a lot of the the lower tier leagues. Um, but the I'm like starting to get like a little bit frustrated with the slow rollout of all the other because it used to be like it was just like here's a massive dump of new Pokemon and now it's like once every few months you get a single one here or there you know because <laughs> because they're running out of generations to add into the game at this point and then we all well, get excited for community day this weekend i am because rog and rolla rog and rolla gets meteor beam yeah, yeah, yeah i already have two shiny rog and rollas so they uh their value just plummeted on the trade market i should have just dumped them well and also don't forget shiny Eternius is coming to gamestop Yes, uh, I believe that that started... That starts Monday. Or it starts Monday. next Monday? Okay. Yes. Uh, and then it runs through October 1st, but it's very much a first-come, first-served thing, so go get your shiny Eternatus cards. I don't believe... Because, like, with the cards, you had to, like, buy stuff, but I don't think these codes... No, you don't, have to buy, you don't have to buy things with the cards. Yeah, you do now. It's, like, $15 minimum. Are you serious? When did that start? Uh, I mean, I also, I, I didn't get the last card, so I don't know. Yeah, within the, the last few I've gone, it's been like $15 or get close to it. Um, but I don't think that the, the in-game code stuff uh, is, it has a, a price point on it. Uh, but yeah, Shiny Eternatus. So you can complete the little trifecta of Shiny Legendaries from the GameStop events. Because that's the only way you're going to get them I missed, legit. I missed the two doggos. If anyone's got extras, I do want them. I don't. You're gonna. I don't think anyone's gonna have an extra unless they put it on a. Well, I guess you could put it on a separate unit. So never mind. Yeah. Oh, and then the last bit of Pokemon news: you can look super stylish with those fossil watches they put on the store. <laughs> okay. Let's do this show. You want to wear a Gengar watch? Uh, let's do this show. <laughs> okay, let's go to the topic, Madison. Yeah. We are talking steel types, and with that, we can't have steel. We're without... getting super scientific today. <laughs> we're not getting super scientific today. <laughs> that was uh, a joke there. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we can't have steel without iron, and so we're going to be talking of, uh, in the topic a little bit about iron and how it's used. So iron is the most abundant mineral on Earth uh, in terms of mass. It is one of the most vital parts of organic life. If you think about it in a biological sense, in, in humans, it is found in hemoglobin, 
uh, which helps to transport oxygen. Uh, it can help produce energy for electron transfers. Uh, it works. Uh, it's a key part in DNA replication and repair. It is a vital, vital part of organic life. And we don't really usually think of it that way. I think some people's only passing experience of iron in the biological sense is uh, that very, very inaccurate scene from X-Men, X-Men. 2. X-Men? That's where my brain goes right away too. Got too much iron in your blood. Yes, the the very scientific scene. I mean, but it's like, a great how scene. much how much iron would you need in your blood for that to happen? You would be. I think you'd be very sick uh, because you can't have too much iron. Uh, you can get sick from too much iron. You can get sick from. You too can also have iron. an iron deficiency, and then you got to take vitamins. Uh, so iron is, is very, very important and not just for, uh, stealing from people's bloods to break out of plastic prisons as Magneto did. When, when most people think of iron though, you think of it more in like the physical, physical sense, you know, stuff that humans have built, you know, weapons, homes, vehicles, machinery, those sort of, you know, big shiny things. When you encounter iron, it's more in the form of steel and steel you get from, smelting iron and carbon together and the amount of carbon is a very specific amount to get varying grades of steel of varying strengths qualities yes it's it's the amount of carbon that changes the uh not only the the strength of the steel but uh its weight characteristics uh its flexibility so it's it's one of those reasons that like like it's the combination that changes how how durable it is and what kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, weight it can bear. And it's why, you know, we're continuously able to build higher and higher is that as we create new, um, alloys, uh, they're able to have different properties. That sort of the smelting aspect, the the combinations, the trying, humans have been doing that for a long time. If you think back to, you know, the sort of ages that we had in early humanity where it's kind of broken up by like the tools that we were using because we had the Stone Age, the Copper Age, the Bronze Age, you know, all sort of defined by the tools. And obviously metal comes more into play with the Copper, the the Bronze Ages. And that's the, the Copper Age is more of a transition period between those two because you need copper to make bronze. Uh, and that sort of, uh, nowadays bronze comes from mixing copper with tin. You know what it was originally mixed with? No. <laughs> Arsenic. Oh, that's great. Healthy. Uh, so that there's a, I think it's pronounced arsenical bronze. Um, yes. Makes but, sense. Uh, but that also is where you think of like a lot of lore around, uh, blacksmiths being lame or, or having that, or having some sort of physical limitation is because you know, a lot of old blacksmiths were... They were poisoning be- themselves. ...being around... It's like Mad Matt- Hatter kind of thing, you know? Like, say- same idea. They were being around a lot of arsenic, uh, which is not good for your health. But, so we had the, the Bronze... Or the Copper Age into the Bronze Age. And then from the Bronze Age, we moved into the Iron Age. And moving into the Iron Age was very significant because it kind of opened up a lot of potential for a lot more people. Now, in terms of durability, bronze is more durable than iron because it's an alloy versus iron is is iron. Uh, so bronze may be more durable, but iron is actually uh, easier to forge with. What I was seeing is that bronze is easier to cast, iron is easier to forge. And iron is way more abundant because with bronze you need copper and that's a lot harder to find. Iron is a lot more abundant, which makes it a lot more 
accessible to a lot of people. And there's some very vital tools like plows or other or, or weapons that could now be made for a larger proportion of people, uh, which sort of expanded human potential be, uh, just because of what they could accomplish. Well, yeah, I mean, like, so, so, I mean, that's why Carnegie, upon the discovery of what steel was capable of, took off. Because it was like this huge curve of, essentially, it was a whole new wave of innovation because we now had a material that had strength that was essentially like it was over double anything we had had prior and the weight was nowhere near as heavy and so it, it was like this really lightweight it was easy to make it was um you know easy to produce cheap to produce and it was you know malleable and sturdy and so it's it's the reason that we saw we saw steel mills kind of rise in the country was because of that because it was a huge innovation we don't think about it that way but like realistically, it was a huge innovation. Yeah, and like as huge an innovation for us, you can think of how big of an innovation it was when it was when they were moving into the Iron Age. You know, just that that sort of vast expansion of accessibility for what they could do with their lives. And it wasn't very it like the Iron Age wasn't all these ages aren't a like a fixed point in time. It wasn't like, well, today we're using iron. These like, they, they spanned generations as, as humanity sort of transitioned into these. Uh, that's why like the copper age is sort of the transition between stone and bronze. Uh, and we found a lot of these early iron tools found like in around Greece, Mesopotamia, there's sort of some of the earlier areas to embrace uh, the new, the new metal tools. That's sort of a, a very quick and dirty topic. Madison, did you want to add anything about iron? But I do want to talk about iron types really quick because, you know, something that, I, you know, we mentioned earlier is uh, our steel types, right? I said iron types, Jesus Louise. Steel types uh, is that, you know, we talked about, like, is there similarities between, um, you know, like a lot of water Pokemon or aquatic animals, right? Steel's kind of another one where it's kind of like, like, yeah, there's the obvious things where you're like, that's a machine. Or like, you know, that's clearly a knight. But like some of the other ones, you're like, okay, wait, a mole with a wig? You know, like... <laughs> it's it, Yeah, it's there's a weird mix. There's a weird, weird mix. It's not really like, like, like Mawild has never made sense to me why it's a steel type other than they needed steel types in Gen 3. And they just didn't have any... Um, you know, like there's just there's some steel types here that I've always been like, okay, wait, what? Like, where are you getting steel type from? Like, like fortress. Bug bug steel. They just want bugs. Bug steel's a fun typing, and they wanted more of it. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, you know that one, or I think the one that I always laugh at is is really Cartana. And Cartana is one of my favorites. I'm so happy it's in Pogo. Like, I love Cartana. Cartana is what I call kindling. Cartana is uh, amazing. You leave my little origami beast alone. I've seen people solo it in Pokemon Go. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, maybe I'm not. You just high roast it with yet. fire. Kill it with fire. I'm only level thirty-seven. Maybe I'm not high enough level yet. <laughs> but so in that, in the spirit of that statement, we are going to go at the opposite direction with the most blatant steel one, Madison. We're gonna. <laughs> To start with clink, the clink. good old 
Wink, wink, yes. Wink, 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 the, wink. The, the good old gear, gear, gear gang. Hashtag gear gang. Uh, uh, we saw these while we were at the zoo and I was playing Pogo. And Lila was like, is that a Pokemon? And I was like, yeah. She's like, that's not a really good one. No. Uh, clink, clang, and clink, clang. The peak of Pokemon naming. It doesn't get any better from there. Uh, Go clink, clang, clink, clang. It's perfect. Why mess with perfection? Uh, so obviously this this tier or grouping of Pokemon uh, inspired by gears, mechanical gears. Um, now this is not a new, gears are not a new invention. Uh, there's evidence of them dating back to around the fourth century BC in China, and some of the earlier gears that we found were actually made of wood. Uh, obviously, metal would make that more efficient uh, and sort of took over once we got better at smithing but gears have been used for everything from running clocks farm equipment weapons of war it's a very very useful or very very useful tool uh probably the most prominent for a lot of our listeners for where you will see a gear in everyday practice is on your bicycle hey how do the gears on a bike work uh so the gears on your bike are really there to help with your efficiency as a bike rider. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. So if you think about like if you're on if you're biking unless you are on flat ground, you're going uphill, downhill, and all of that will take varying degrees of pedaling. As you shift gears, you are you are changing how much effort you have to put forth as the rider to maintain the amount or speed that you're going. So it, the gears are there to make a smooth, efficient so, ride. So they don't make you go faster? Not inherently. Uh, so a, a bike with more gears isn't going to be faster because it has more gears. It gives you more options uh, to find the proper... Uh, it gives you more options as a rider for finding the right sort of efficiency pedal, uh, efficient pedal rate for you. So as that a, makes... It makes a lot of sense because, like, I, I think about how, like, pulleys work. And I know when you have more pulleys, the work is easier to do. So in the game, Clink is super adorable, Madison, because uh, <laughs> it says that the it says that the gears are specifically made for each other and they will reject or rebound other gears uh, that they encounter. And this I is don't very... know, man. When I see Clink Clank, like, they're clearly having their, their polycule. <laughs> well, it's important because... They need the energy that they generate from rotating to live. So this is this is very much a like Charmander's tail situation. Like you know, if they separate or they stop doing their little rotating dance, they will die. Your your clink will die. So clang. Not really sure where the larger aspect comes in. I'm not sure if one of the gears just gets bigger. They don't really cover that. But with clang, you start to see some no, of it's, that. No, it's they have a divorce, and one of them is like, "Hey, I found this big gear. It's gonna keep me company now." <laughs> there you and go. then the other gear is constantly jealous, like, "Oh man, my ex moved on with a bigger and better gear." And then they're gonna go find, and then they have a midlife crisis. Yeah, that's when they buy the convertible. <laughs> uh, so clang, when it gets to you, you add in that sort of bigger gear. That's when you, I believe that's when it gets like gear grind, shift gears, some of those cooler, cooler moves that, you know, you, that you associate with uh, those Pokemon. But Clang actually is able to communicate based off of the, how they rotate. Uh, it can communicate emotions and, and it's, I, I get the vibe of like, it's sort of a, like those performative dances that you see animals do. 
but they actually can communicate and talk to each other. And the faster it rotates, the angrier it gets. It's like a bird of paradise. It's a bird of paradise. <laughs> uh, so the faster it rotates, the angrier it gets. The uh, it's it, it, I believe that it um, when it starts spinning up fast, you do not want to be near that clang. And then finally, we get to cling clang, which is when these gears get fashionable, Madison. Walking the runway. <laughs> the little the spiky bit that goes around. Uh, horizontally is not actually alive unlike the other weird metal faces gears that are alive well there's like there's like four different gears happening at this point yeah well the so the horizontal bits so i guess somehow these two gears have gone out and they have found this little ring that they want to like hula hoop around with i'm telling you it's a it's a polycule there well it, it just might be but it gathers this uh, this horizontal red core that it uses to harness its energy. Uh, and then as it sp- spins around, builds up energy, it kind of stores it in that little red core so that it can then shoot you with energy blasts. Which is very, very strange because it has terrible special attack. I mean, it's, it's pretty terrible all around. I, I want it to be cool because it's kind of fun, but it's also like, it's one of those that's a little sad. I mean, like, the abilities it gets kind of sucks, too. What abilities does it get? Plus and minus. That's all it gets? Oh, it gets clear body. Yeah, but, like, it, it's not much better on that. Yeah, but clear body's fun. It makes my Dragapult go burr. But, okay, so this one did not excite you, so let's get to uh, a, a a better, a more exciting one, which is, I guess... Is it the new... No, it's not the newest edition. We've had a couple. Uh, well, the first Pokemon introduced in not the mainstream games. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it was the first one to show up in Pokemon Go, right? Yes. And then it then it was in Let's Go Eevee. It's the only thing in Let's Go Eevee that was not introduced in Gen 1 too. Yeah, no, it was... So we have uh, Melmetal and Meltan. I still remember in Pokemon Go when Meltan came out and everyone, no one knew what was going on and these little blobs kept popping up and everyone thought it was like some weird glitch. Uh, like the like a missing no kind of situation. Uh, Melmetal and Meltan are essentially liquid metal. Uh, very... T- yeah, very, very T-1000 vibes that we get from them. What we gather from the Pokedex for these two is they are actually able to melt the iron in their environment uh, that you see, like, in the grounds and in nodes. Uh, it melts... Don't they, like, eat everything in the show? Yeah, it, it consumes everything. <laughs> like I, thought, I thought I saw it in an episode where it called all its friends and they ate a boat. Yeah, it was, it was liquefying the iron to pull it in. And they actually live in... A uh, and they're like community driven Pokemon because then one, eventually they've all fused together to make uh, Melmetal. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but it's it says that the that there's been a long history with Meltan and Melmetal dating back I think like three thousand years, uh, and that they you know these might be how some of like the early humans in the Pokemon world kind of got sort of those iron tools to kind of futz around with in a uh, a little a weird little bit of crossover lore but with gmax melmetal it actually says that it got confused for a cyclops uh, in, in in a in a distant land uh it, the, there are legends of a cyclo- cyclopean giant that was in fact a giant melmetal flooded with gigantamax energy we're just going to bypass the gigantamax ex- existing beyond galar which we know 
isn't really supposed to happen. I don't know. Ultra wormholes exist. How do you know? Okay, fine. Maybe it got into a wormhole. But it has... Uh, so we have a little bit of Greek mythology crossover with the Cyclops there. Melmetal is able to generate iron uh, from nothing. It, it consumes it from the area around it and it gathers iron. It just it just makes iron. Yeah, it's just make and, it, and then it actually has the strongest punch in the game, which is impressive because there are some impressive punchers in the game. It says it Wait, does it really? It's it says it uses centrifugal force to deliver the strongest punches of all Pokemon. But its base attack is 143. Look man, I don't I centrifugal force is wild. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps the water in the bucket. Uh it's it's restraining that's it. That's how that's how metal that's how Mel Mel works. Water in the bucket. It's restraining itself so that it doesn't hurt you. Although it does say that Oh, it's like Superman. Yeah, Thank you. Exactly. But Gigantamax, it does say it will vaporize its opponent in one shot with its energy. So it's also a giant murder monster. Okay, moving on to a less <laughs> depressing one. Uh Probopass. Probopass and Nose. The pass. pre-evolution to the creepy dad. Who's the creepy dad? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't know. Probopass is the creepy dad. Nosepass and then Probopass is the creepy dad. <laughs> Probopass is, pro- you know, those like Etch-A-Sketch things where you can like move the mustache and eyebrows around? Yeah, yeah. The Willy Wally. Yeah, yes. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Etch-A-Sketch. Um, that's, that's what, because the little, the mustache is just a bunch of magnets that can move around. And that's always what I thought of as with Probopass. I was just thought Creeper. So Probopass and Nosepass are not based on humans or w- w- Willy Wally. They are based off of the Moai statues on Easter Island. Probopass in particular are ones with, I believe it's pronounced uh, Pukau, uh, which are the sort of like the hats. And they believe that those were either given as recognition uh, of power to an individual or distinguishing between statues. Um, and the statues are, are pretty iconic. Uh, I feel like most people will understand what they were. If you haven't, if you do not know what the Easter Island Moai statues are, Look them up. They are very, very cool, interesting to learn about. Madison, do you know anything about the Moai statues? They were found essentially around the entire island, like the entire perimeter. And then on a few of the peaks. That I do know. So in the in the in the Pokemon world, Probopass and Nosepass are basically compasses. And Probopass in particular, it's got the kind of the big honkin' nose up front and then it's got those little like teeny tiny noses the the three along the sides and they all inherently point in cardinal directions and the if we were to think about it, i believe the big nose actually points north well and isn't probopass's like arms just a small nose pass i don't think it's a small i don't, I don't think it's a small nose pass but they are tiny noses oh kind of like like a compass got it do you want to be scared not particularly, but I guess I don't have a choice. Those mini noses are hunters. It sends out the tiny noses to hunt for prey and bring them back to the big nose to be eaten. There's a weird as we were, as Lucas and I were looking up stuff for this episode. Uh, there's a weird amount of steel types where it talks about how much they eat, and it's deeply unsettling. I don't know why Probopass needs... The Pokemon world is terrible. Who would ever want to live there? Um, yeah, so those tiny little noses. And it can also lose the noses. I'm not sure if it can get them so back. So here's my, here's, here's my question then. Are they eating so much because as a steel type, like 
their body requires a higher calorie intake. Maybe because like, they're so big and heavy. Yeah. That's possible. That's possible. Because it's it, it requires more locomotion to move, right? Yeah. That could be that's a that's a theory I can like get down. Metagross with. Metagross moving its arm is a lot harder than Charizard. Mm-hmm. No, I can I can I can see that as as a reason for why these things need to consume and be all consuming. I just don't want it to be these tiny noses. I don't want to be hunted by tiny noses. And so finally, uh, we're going to talk about one of my favorite steel types, uh, which is the Metagross line. So Beldum, Matang, Metagross. One of the few Pokemon with very little relation to our world. Like there are some inspirations, but the sort of shape of an application of it beyond being like robot it definitely is a little bit more inspired driven by game freak so one of the key factors that we that we latch onto is metagross's face uh, it resembles a very famous mechanism the antikythera so the antikythera uh, mechanism is actually first uh first uh, thought to be the first analog computer uh from ancient greece uh, it was powered by hand, and it was made to predict astronomical events like eclipses long before they happened, like de- decades in advance. Oh, um, um, this is in Avatar. Okay, is it? I, 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 I have not watched Avatar. What do they use it for? The Last Airbender, really? I have not. Yeah, that is a, a gap in my experience. Um, so one of the key points from the second season is that they go to a library... Um, where one of these actually exists and it's used to find the day of a solar eclipse gotcha okay okay so the uh the the ancient greeks also could have used it um to track the four-year cycle of the ancient olympic games uh and the i believe the first one the first one found in modern times was in a shipwreck in 1901 if you were to look it up you would see it's got that kind of x cross face very much from second century bc that's like super old yeah so metagross itself has the brain of a supercomputer so you kind of see where that connection has with the analog computer uh kind of comes into play uh interesting little tidbit there do you know why metagross likes to live in cold environments oh wait no it was a supercomputer is it op- oh my gosh what is that called is it is it a quantum computer it, uh, so this is this one isn't so much about the unless you're talking like you know you could probably make something for like cooling computers but this one is more about magnetism oh okay then i have no idea magnets work better in the cold wait for real so exposing a magnet to colder temperatures will increase its magnetism uh because the molecules within the magnet will move slower because there's less vibration or kinetic energy because of the cold temperatures. Uh, and then that's, and then the opposite happens with higher temperatures. So there's a, so in the colder temperatures, it's a more concentrated magnetic field, which strengthens the magnet, huh. but you can, uh, so, but that's why Metagross likes to hang out in the cold environments. Cause it uses magnetism and how it kind of works, hovers around and how it moves. Uh, which I thought was a, a neat little tidbit. And then it'll ice punch you in the face. Oh, also, for more Nightmare Fuel, Metagross... I love Metagross. Wait, I just want to say, I love Metagross, and it makes me sad. I always wanted a plush one. <laughs> they have the plush and ones. And, like, it, it... No, no, well, I, I know. Let me finish. Gosh, because you're, you're a baby. 
I really wanted a Metagross, um, and that was before Diamond Pearl came out. They had a Poke Doll version, and then they never released another Metagross stuffed animal in, or plush until Gen 6. That's so sad. And I wanted one for the longest time, but because it was so rare, it was like valued at like $250 on the resale market. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I like really wanted one too because it's so cute. Uh, well, does it scare you to know that Metagross feasts? Because <laughs> this is another one no. where it talks about how no. it captures its prey and feeds it to its giant mouth in its center console. Wait, what? Metagross is the result of two McKings achieving fusion. When hunting, this Pokemon pins the prey to the ground under its massive body, then eats the helpless victim using the large mouth on its stomach. Be quiet. <laughs> it is a, it is a, this is, this one's gearing up for our spooky episode. Uh, <laughs> Things of nightmares. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there you go. There's Metagross, super awesome, will devour you. So I'm going to do two really quick. Because we need to, like, it's this, the whole reason we're doing this is because of the seal of that, Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm going to do the two main boys of the seal event or girls i mean i guess celestia is a girl okay so cartana and celestia yeah cartana cartana's origami <gasps> what uh it, it might also be uh what's it called uh uh shikigami which is like uh paper figures cut into like the shape of a person or animal uh they're used for like uh it's like a spiritual thing uh did you ever see them in um like in house moving castle yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that was the vibe i got from from cartana like right away it was like oh my gosh i love this thing he needs to be hugged cartana just makes me think of paper cuts but that's what it is it's supposed to be like that well it's like the joke right a death by a thousand paper cuts. yeah <laughs> except cartana like packs a punch yo cartana will murder you i mean like its base attack is 181 yeah with beast boost yeah cartana will straight up murder you but then Celestila, I love. So, did you, uh, have you ever seen uh, the Ghibli film uh, Princess Kaguya? No. Okay, so Princess Kaguya, if anyone doesn't know, not, I don't know it because of Ghibli. I actually know it because I know it. Uh, Princess Kaguya is a, uh, it's a traditional uh, folk tale uh, from Japan, obviously, uh, about a, so it varies depending on who's telling it, where it's from. Typically, it's a farmer who discovers a, a farmer or slash bamboo cutter it's kind of the same idea like someone who like uh tends to like the forest nature typically bamboo cutter i said farmer i'm losing it tonight i'm exhausted i'm sorry kids are tiring you and it like you know the dude finds a, a baby inside a bamboo stalk mm. so it cuts it and there's a baby in it and it it's like eventually they find out that this child is uh, from the moon and essentially like it's a I think like she, if I'm not mistaken she's like a moon goddess like one of the like like literally a moon goddess yeah I don't know how else to put it um awesome story um um but also if you've ever seen um the Inuyasha movie the first one is also Princess Kaguya. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but also there's commentary that like Sailor Moon is based on this story too. 
Uh, but there is a uh, a Ghibli film, 2013, Tale of Princess Kaguya, which is worth checking out. But like, yeah, I mean, the idea. This is this is Moon Rabbits all over again. Well, so the yeah, like the Moon Rabbits and Kaguya are things that are really popular in ja- in like you know folklore there. So yeah, they come back. I don't know. I really like it because especially because like you look at Celestila and I can see the inspiration of like a kimono there with like the way that the rocket is layered. Honestly, that's another one I really wanted as a plush for like the longest time. All right. All right. Uh, Let's head to the wrap up, Maddie. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Poké Science. Uh, I'll plug it again. Please send us a, a fill out our form for our birthday episode coming up. We want to be able to talk about as much as we can fit into an episode. Hopefully we don't have to do multiple episodes, but you know, we'll see how everything goes. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. I really do hope that this episode goes up when we want it to. And if not, and you're listening to this two weeks from now, welcome back to the show. Have a wonderful day or rest of your day or night, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.